coming back, yeah? Having technical and full beer. Yeah, I'm good now though, still. Yeah. So let's get into it, innit? Sorry guys, so let's keep waiting. But yeah. Um what's changing up? What are we discussing this week? End of lockdown, yeah? Yeah, yeah, lockdown, lockdown. So obviously a lot of things are easing. Yeah. But apparently it's still do me a thing, so we say now you feeling comfortable to go outside? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I've been out I've been outside still. Um yeah, I've been outside, man. Like for me, nothing's really changed, didn't it? Like obviously I know there's been lockdown, but because I've been still going to work and I've still been going out, now it's just you're starting to see more people outside, you feel me? So Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really feel like even when we was in lockdown, I never really felt like I was nervous or if someone brushed me, I could potentially to die or whatever, you know. Not to underplay this cold underplay this COVID thing mm-hmm. in it, but I never really felt too anxious. Um but now that it's ending, I feel like it was always gonna it was always gonna happen the more the sun came up, regardless of what the government had to say. Because obviously, apparently oh. Scot- Scotland, Scotland were allowing like eight people outside in public places from Friday, innit? So I think the UK are kind of just having to, or England are kind of just having to keep up with the flow of things, innit? Because I think people just dis- disregarding and flouting the rules now. The amount of barbecues people are having, the amount of people that are in yeah, the park yeah. doing their thing, like, no one really cares about lockdown, innit? I think, now that the sun's come out, yeah, people are just making all their own moves, innit? How have you, have you been finding it since they've announced it, anyway? What, that they're easing or what? Yeah, because like yeah, I think they've been doing it gradually, innit? But people are just not listening, man. Yeah, yeah. Whatever people want to do, they're going to do. Like, there's nothing the government can really do about it. And I feel like because people haven't really been getting fined or there's not really been any hard repercussions, yeah, people are out here doing what they want, innit? So, so there's been fines. Apparently, a lot of people have been fined, but obviously... It's difficult when your own government are not following the rules. The amount of resignations and all these different yeah, we we hear about mean. this. Man, like man, like DC Dominic Cummings is out here, bruv. Like, dude, yeah, what's your reason? What's your reason? You think we should resign? Um, what's going on here? What do you say? You're looking at Tetris. I'm looking at what? Tetris. Why is it? Oh really? I don't know what it is like my fingies um on my end it's cl- it's clear though, I ain't got no issues, innit? Okay. Um, it might be me, but I don't know, like my wife I was playing up. But anyway, even uh, if it is even if it is, I'll try and fix on the computer. But um nah I don't I think he should, but I don't think he will. Like wh- what are your views on it? Do you reckon he will step down or do you reckon he should step down? I think there's two different things. I don't think he's the type of person that's gonna back down from even if he's made a mistake, he's kinda of admitted to it, but I don't, I don't see him stepping down from his position, innit? Yeah, I think if he was going to go, he would have gone already. And the fact they're keeping him around for this long, even though the facts. intense media scrutiny yeah, facts. and I know the public has complained as well, I think I think they're just sticking it out, hoping it blows over, innit? Yeah, yeah. For I sure. think even maybe the easing of this thing is to like, kind of distract from, from the heat that's on him. Yeah, 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 for real. But I think I think eventually they have to ease they have to ease the rules anyway because it's getting to the point where mm-hmm. people are just not listening. You know what I mean? So it kind of it like people being out has to be seen from other people that are not necessarily out and are not breaking the rules as the government are easing the rules. That's why there's so much much more people outside. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna complain that nothing will get done about it. People are still be out here doing whatever they want, and then the fact that they're planning to open up all these non-essential shops, yeah. You're just inviting people to come out, you know what I mean, regardless of if you ease the rules or not. So, so obviously, um, 
like on the topic of guys resigning from their job and like you know different ethics and all that jazz yeah. i wanted to ask you yeah when you go for a job do you ever consider the reputation of the job what do you mean by reputation of the company that i'm going to work for or the kind of job it is or yeah so let, like you know in our previous lab you mentioned like um jeff bezos he's gonna be a trillionaire like yeah soon but obviously the working conditions are mad so let's say you had a higher position, you was a manager there. Would hearing something like that put you off the job? Um, what if they just had like a bad reputation as a company, not as a whole, or just a particular, just a particular ethics behind the company itself? No, yeah. So you hear, for example, the working conditions certain people are getting. Yeah. Um, like in the lower down positions, would that play any? Would that play on your mind in any way? Um, selfishly, no, yeah, I, I would say yes, but I, I think ultimately maybe not no, because maybe no, because obviously if you're going into a position where you're not having to experience the hardships of everyone else beneath you and you're getting all mm. the perks and everything is calm, then selfishly, I'll probably be like, well, if the, if, you, if the company as a whole has a good reputation, I'll probably still take the role, you feel me? But I would, that's, that's, that's a funny thing actually that we're discussing this because before I get in, in, into any new jobs yet, I kind of look at how they treat staff as a whole. I don't look at a particular mm -hmm. like um, team or unit that you're going into. I look at it as a, as a, as a whole in it. So before I go for any job, I always see what, what's the, I always check on some job websites, like you can get like staff reviews and they'll, more times it's either disgruntled staff or staff that are still there that will tell you the real in it. So before I make any decision on any job, I always check. I always check the reviews in it. Just like when I'm gonna buy something, you know, you're always checking the reviews of the products. I always go by what the people are saying. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it would affect it. I wouldn't just take a job blindly and be like, oh well, like they're paying me a stupid amount of money. I'm just gonna take it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's important what people have to say, especially the employees about the company. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'd say to a certain degree, innit? Like, so in the comp, in the like industry I work in, like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Sometimes you get a lot of animal protesters that like, come into our buildings, and oh, so yeah, no, yeah, because like for drugs to come into the market, they have to go through certain processes and that. Yeah. So let me pin this question. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna pin this question in it. But go on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a group of people, obviously, that are not. They don't think it's ethical, like what you do in it. Yeah. But, for me personally, I can see the greater good in what's being done, so that's okay for me, but I'm um, just pin this. Cool. But yeah, in general, I think, as you mentioned, man, it's a selfish thing. Like, unless you're in a really financially stable position, yeah. more time you're thinking of, you know, your own situation before you think of the ethics of anything yeah. Facts. so it, it's sticky but i think as you rise more you have more liberty to choose what you you work for and like who you represent facts but then would you would you leave yeah if you didn't initially know that they had like bad ethics or a bad reputation within the company or how they treat stuff or like, let's say you've been there for six months or a year even and you just find out there's this massive history of of scandal and how they treat stuff and how they dismiss people unfairly. Would you leave then and stand up and protest or would you just be like, nah, man, bruv, everything's been calm since I got here? 
Yeah, so I think it depends on the situation. Like, I think in the situation you mentioned, that could potentially affect me. Yeah. So I have more inclination to leave. I think it's it's a bit stickier when it might not affect you, but it affects others. And okay. and I think that's where it takes like a lot of empathy to want to take a stand and like, leave in that position. Yeah. When when your position is not being threatened for any reason or whatever like that, and you you don't have the negative like traits, I think it takes a lot to take a stand. And I think that actually leads in very brilliantly into our next topic, which, which is, is trending quite <laughs> dramatically at the moment. Oh, we had to touch on it at least, did it? I'll, I'll pin it. But well, so, um, I see a lot of people speaking about this this week, but. My initial reaction to this year, even though it was sad, I just feel like it's something we see on a daily, innit? Like, I think we've, be- mm. I've, me, myself, personally, I've become so desensitised to it, it's almost unreal. You know what I mean? Like, I, c- I couldn't really watch the video, but I was thinking, well, like, I'm just never going to move here or endorse this place. Like, obviously, we went there last year on holiday, and we never really had any issues on that, but um, as a whole... I did, oh, what, did you, what... Well, you moved there when I went to Miami store. So you experienced you experienced negativity with the actual country as a whole. Yeah, with police actually. Funny enough. Alright, go and explain. What was your what was the issue that you had, and then I'll touch in on my point on why. Yeah, so funny enough, like I think I was in a car with like some of my friends, and then we was on our way home. Yeah, and then we must have got to my drive, and a policeman had like followed us basically. Yeah, and the tone he came on, yeah, I was actually, I was kind of rattled. I was like, "Right, <laughs> man," had his his hand on his waist, like thinking, right. like you know. So every man was kind of on edge, and mm-hmm. I was just literally asking for your driver license. But the tonage was just like it was very incriminating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can imagine, and it's funny because as soon as he heard our British accents, then like it kind of changed. Stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it switched up. But I can imagine just being an American as a black American, like you're always on edge when you're with peace. Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm my position to be in. Yeah, and it's damaging, man. For me, so, like that situation is mad, isn't it? Like even when we went to LA and Vegas, I don't think we had any issues other than in LA when we was in, I think, was it Rodeo Drive and was in all those like luxury shops and that was just popping down the street. And then the, mm. the policeman was like, yeah, can you make sure you stand on the side? That was the only time I can ever remember a police officer even saying anything to us, in it? But in terms of racism, police brutality, I was actually discussing this with someone else the other day and I just, I don't see it as a thing that's, it's ever going to end. Like, as sad as, as it is to say that, yeah, I don't, I don't actually see it ending. And even when I saw the initial story this week yeah i was like this this is crazy to even say but i was just so desensitized and like i couldn't even watch the video because we already know how it ends you know what i mean it's, it's one of those things it's like i've seen this story so many times like what are we going to do that's going to be different and yeah like people in minnesota were proper like writing and you know fighting for the cause but some people i don't think anyone could be held or the police can definitely be held accountable but some people said, oh, why didn't the people that were video recording doing something? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, there's 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 two ways that can go in it. They could either potentially intervene and yes, 
that maybe saved a man's life or it could erupt to where someone else gets killed and shot as well. You get what I'm saying? So it's a bit sad that uh, your only form of protection is something where you have to pull out your phone and record it. You know what I mean? But um, we've seen it so many times. Like the guy that was jogging and got, like, you know, I don't even want to be ignorant, but, you know, like he was he was jogging and got shot and killed by two, two like, former off-duty police officers. Like, do you think, do you think anything is actually going to, is going to make a difference because even even Shex has said, do you think rioting is the right answer? Even when um, yeah, I'm going to go into that one. Yeah, even even sorry to relate to that. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know if it was on a bigger scale, but you know, like Mark Mark Duggan got shot and killed, you know, and that that sparked the London riots. You know what I mean? But yeah, all that right. kind of really led to was people getting jail sentences, uh, criminal criminal behaviour orders and stuff like. That. It didn't really produce anything good on our end. Do you get what I'm saying? And um, Oh, what? Well, go on, Tony. What, what was you going to say? Because I know you said we were still going to touch on Sheck's question. No, yeah, yeah. Just so we don't skip over a couple of things. I just wanted to... So you really mentioned you don't think it will end. And... I don't think so. Well, I was going to ask you, like, what could we do to make it... Or what steps could we put in place? Because I don't think we can just have a defeated attitude, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's facts. But um, being a minority uh, in a majority, being a minority in a predominantly, let's just say, Caucasian-dominated emergency service like the police, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like we've watched, we've watched all of us from London. Yeah, we've watched these documentaries of living in America. You know, experiencing police brutality. Like there's so many things that come into it. So it's poverty people catching cases for nothing, like people getting like car fines. Like, over here, you might get a fine in your car, but you're not going to go to jail, you know what I mean? Worst is, you might get a CCJ in the long run or something like that. But in, in there, it's like, if you don't pay it, you could potentially spend a week to six months in jail because you haven't paid a fine, you know what I mean? Then that stays on your criminal record. Then every time you get arrested, it's like you're just a known felon, but it started off as something as a, as a, um, as a parking ticket. You get what I'm saying? So I think the yeah. system itself, like it's easy for us to say, you know, we can't be defeated and, you know, we've got to come up with a system. But I feel like when the system is, has been designed since we're talking about slavery in America, innit? How, how, do you, how do you combat that? That's more than four to 500 years, you know what I mean? That's, mm. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, obviously, yeah, I agree with you, um, Hanjan. Definitely, you got to, there's prayer to it, you know what I mean? That, that's facts. But, you know, in, in, the, in the physicality of it, if we're not just talking about spirituality, what can we really do? Because it's like, the thing that's driving them most is the fear of... Uh, there was there was five, you know, black males in a car driving, you know what I mean? And they could potentially do something to me, even though they weren't. So, I don't know. what what's the, I don't think there is a particular answer for that. You know what I mean? As sad as that is to say, but what, what, so what do you think was... you can do? No, so I wanted to read this, like, a quote, and I wanted to see if you agree on it. Um, basically, saying, when African and Caribbean nations are economically prosperous and politically and military capable of defending themselves, and thus their descendants then it will end and not a second sooner. Mm. So we got, um, so what's the Carla saying that the original, con- the countries that we originate from needs to, need to be armed in war or ready for it? Is that what he's trying to touch on that? Would yeah, you- I think he's saying they need to be like economically stable, politically stable. Um, okay. Military, yeah. they need to have like military back in. Uh, so Hanjan said, read that quote again in it, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. When African and Caribbean nations are economically prosperous 
and politically and military, militarily capable of defending themselves and thus their descendants. And then it will end and not a second sooner. But how do you do that though? Because you're not, you're a lot of, especially in America, yeah? You're in a mm. country where technically, quote unquote, it's, it's not your country. Like they were brought, brought over as slaves. And if anything, it's not Caucasian people's country either. It's Native Americans, but even they got, they got their, their land snatched off them. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know, like the biggest, the biggest quota is, or the biggest question is because to, due to no fault of their own, they've been shipped or brought to a, to a land that's, that they've had to adapt to and some of them are prospering. It's like, how can you then tell them that, oh, you know, we've got to build um, black community. You know what I mean? We've got to build uh, black foundations. Like you can, but it's like when, you, when you're not in the majority, you're controlling the power. There's a, I think there's always a ceiling. Do you get what I'm saying? And people are not going to be in their minds designed to be like, all right, cool. That's enough, man. Everyone, we're going back to Africa. As much as we'd like to have that, that ideal, people have been set up and constructed to rely on things in the Western world. You know I mean, not to say that Africa doesn't have a lot of the stuff that we have in Europe or in the Americas, but it's just like, if you've been brought up and designed one way, how do you then say, okay, cool, enough of this brutality, all of us have to go back to Africa? It's physically impossible because there's going to be some people like, nah, man, this is home, regardless of what's going on here. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, uh, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's, it's impossible, I think there, there definitely needs to be some kind of divine intervention where something miraculous definitely takes over. I think there's, there's, it's, you can't be passive forever because I saw a video as well that I don't think was problematic, but it was distressing where a dad was, was kneeling on his son's neck. And he was like, if this ever happens to you, make sure you do this. Like pacify your body. Mm. You know I mean, don't talk too much. Save as much oxygen and energy as possible. Like why? Like, I understand the situation, but it's like, why did they even have to do that? You get, you get what I'm saying? It's like you're pacifying yourself for, you know, some, like, or preparing yourself for an eventuality where you're not even at fault. You know what I mean? So to be in that situation, it, I know we said we shouldn't have a defeated status, but it's almost like we, we, we're giving up. Like, we we just have to accept what it is, isn't it? We're, we're kind of like, if you're talking about predators and prey, it's like we're prey. Unless we're... Even if you're financially stable as a celebrity, we've always seen a ghost. We've always seen scenarios where it's gone downhill for them. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. as, a, as a colored or black person. So, um, what's people's comments? Uh, under the fifth rib, I said Africa must build first. That's facts. But, you know, um, I think with the whole thing with Africa, yeah, if I'm trying to talk um, correctly, is a lot of them haven't had, they've had, like, they got their independence not too long ago. So, forget corruption yeah it's just being ahead in terms of forward thinking i know some people be like well china didn't get their independence long that long ago and stuff but again it's that it's the systematic thing of i don't know if you've put a people or mindset in slavery it's going to be hard for them to evolve quickly and catch on to how the world or how society should work um using democracy you get what i'm saying and i feel like there is there i'm not saying that um all african countries are what do you call it dictatorships but some people are not necessarily want to listen to other people's ideas and share democracy. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we should do things this way. I managed to get myself here, so I'm going to run with it this way and I'm going to take as much money as I need or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's difficult. I don't think there's one solid answer. Not to write anyone else off either. Um, MTF, MTM podcast wrote, I think Akala is saying, until African nations themselves are stable, i.e. Nigeria, Ghana, etc., descendants are essentially seen as inferior still. Until then, black people won't get the respect. That's a, that's a good point. 
That's the, and then Temi Cope for Akala's got the right idea, but it's way off in a practical sense. What, do, mm. what, what are your What are your views on that? Yeah, I think I think everyone's raised like interesting points, yeah. and there's definitely validity to them. Yeah, but I think in but I think these are like over generations. Yeah, because um, we know in general change is not quick, but I think there's one thing we might we it might be hard for us to say, but I think you'll agree with me and you'll say that racism now is not as bad as it was back then. Yeah. Is it okay? Let's just say it's not as bad. But what do you mean not as bad? I, I would say it's not as direct. No, I would say. So, for example, obviously, we've come from a time of like not us directly, but we've come from a time of slavery, yeah? Um, yeah. And slavery was abolished. So now, that's a step in itself. But now we're fighting different things. We're fighting. Um, not as much direct racism. Obviously, it's still happening, as we've seen just here. Yeah. But now we're finding a lot of like systematic racism. That's the key. Um, systematic, yeah. Racism, things that are kind of intangible, that are kind of difficult to defeat. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of what we can do now, I think awareness obviously is a big thing. So, what people are doing the social media thing. I know a lot of people are desensitized to it, but I think it is still important to keep raising raising the, raising the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is important for people of all races to back the cause, essentially. And I think awareness can help with that because, you know, there's... I, I don't know if you've seen the riots, but there's, like, plenty of white people that are right. actually... Yeah, facts. I'm not saying it's all white people. No way. You know what I mean? I think... I think no, 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 I'm just saying... Yeah, a lot of them have, um, they have the belief that equality should be a given right, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be something that people have to earn or, or fight for. But um, oh, fact. it's just, it's just so a shame that those people are not the people in power. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that's where the systematic, yeah. the systematic racism comes into it. Because you might even get someone that's not necessarily that way inclined, but the, the, the moment they join the system, the stereotypes might start to kick in by the people that you're around. You know what I mean? Just from stories and um, experiences they might have had. So they might have had on their whole 23 years as a police officer one or two bad experiences, but those particular experiences are stuck up more than the good experiences that they've had in that community. So every time oh, they drive through a block, it's like you have to be careful if you see a, p- a particular group of young men in a flipping, I don't know what cars they have over there, like a high Hyundai or whatever, you know what I mean? That means they're mm-hmm. going to do something mad. Even though you've only experienced that once, that confessed on Harvard, and then from that year, your views and then your kind of ideals of people can really get transcended into the workforce. You get what I'm saying? And then the worst thing about that is sometimes you get people that come into that into the work workforce with that attitude from jump. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's 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 very difficult to find a solution. I think the biggest solution we can get, which is I'm not going to say impossible, nothing is ever impossible, is getting getting these people that are being affected by this into positions of power where they can they can change things. Yeah. But again, because it's systematic, it's very difficult. You know what I mean? How do we infiltrate or how do we go about doing that? Obviously, education is always a big thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But again, if it starts on grassroots and you're educating people, some people don't have um, 
I don't know, man, the means around them to to be educated. You know what I mean? They might come from poor communities. None of them, not, no one in their household has been to school. You get what I'm saying? So it's like the yeah. neighbourhoods that they come from, even to get to school might be an issue. So even that, to get there is like, if we're talking about probability, there's going to be someone from a poor neighbourhood and let's say Baton Rouge is going to be less likely to become the judge of the state than someone that's living in Boston that comes from a third generation family that have been lawyers their whole life. Do you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's difficult to combat that. And I don't even want to have like um, a pessimistic attitude onto it. But um, I think that is one of the ways, definitely pushing education and getting people into these positions. And I, I think there's only so much you can do on the streets because when you educate people and you tell them like you have to be kind of submissive and passive, even if you are that way, there's still potential that you could end up losing your life over nothing. You get what I'm saying? But, um, oh, for sure. for um, sure. so I think, as you mentioned, man, obviously we do need to keep rising in positions where we have power and we're yeah. able to implement change. Um, back, going back to Shepard's original point, point where he's like, do you think writing is effective? Um, I'm not going to encourage violence and all that stuff just because, you know, it puts other black people at risk. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There could be more incidents like this. However, it kind of goes back to the old Martin Luther King, Malcolm X route. I slightly think you do need both. You need people like trying to make the systems um, for black people to flourish and to have power and to educate them and all that stuff. But unfortunately, it seems that the governments and everyone pays most attention when they're writing. When it's chaos, do you think the FBI would be getting involved if it wasn't, you know, going viral and people weren't causing economic damage and all that stuff? I don't think so. Um, so it's, a, it's, I don't know, it's a fine line, but I do feel, unfortunately, it's who screams the loudest gets heard most often than not. So mm. I think, I don't know, I think we just have to keep... It's a tough one. I don't people. think there's... Yeah, I don't think there's a straight answer for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's facts. So, um, obviously, um, not even to forget anyone, but T's commented, they just replace votes with guns and policies. I think that's I think that's facts, especially in America. Even here, you know what I mean? I don't think it's as bad here. People are not necessarily getting killed, um, but, you know, people are still getting caught up in the system. You know what I mean? The systematic of if you're, if you're from this area, you look a certain way, you're guilty. You get what I'm saying? And then Shex mm-hmm. wrote, Tones is right. It's not as bad. However, both time periods, racism is still horrendous. Uh, paradigms have just shifted in terms of what we are fighting for, I guess. So, for sure. But that- my question to you is, do you think racism as it is, yeah, in 50 years, it will be as bad as it was now? So 50 years in the future, question. do you think it will be as bad as it was now? It is now. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I can answer that question fairly. Of what we're seeing, I'm going to say yes. You know what I mean? Regardless of how interracial the world becomes or how accepting the world becomes because I feel like certain... I don't want to be I don't want to be negative or biased, but I feel like certain other agendas are even pushed way before the whole equalities for people of colour are put forward. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. something might come up. Let's say we have this issue now, yeah? You can even quote me on this, actually. That's how confident I am. Something else will come up or something else crazy will happen within the next two weeks. Let's see how long this stays in, in within the talking circle for. Do you get what I'm saying? 
it won't be too long before it gets pushed out and it's replaced by something else that the majority see as important. You get what I'm saying? Um, so, for me personally, going forwards, I think it'll be the same, man. I don't. I think it might get a bit better, but it'll still be the same where people are lo- losing their lives. And until I see there's been a shift in terms of the authority in charge and the kind of people on those panels or in, in charge of those panels that look like us, I mean, it's going to be the same, man. I, I don't see it. Like, I want to be positive and I want to be have an optimistic outlook on it. But, you know, but Stephen Lawrence's thing was only 20 years ago. And obviously that was tragic. But, you know, I'm not saying that that's still the case now. I do think it has got better from then. That's fact. And I'll be ignorant to say it hasn't. But it's not necessarily in your face. It might not be direct, but it's still systematic. Mm. You know what I mean? We always hear stories of people just getting done dirty by, by um, the system, as we say you know what I'm saying? And then uh, Tobes wrote in, I think, in reaction to what I said, hopefully it shouldn't be population of Africa due to be jumping jacks, due to do jumping jacks with GDP to follow. Hopefully, you know, and hopefully, I think I think it's just, um, even with that, man, it's just, we need to see progress in it, in, in the community. Like, it's not just, oh, we have numbers, because numbers don't mean nothing, man. You know what I mean? I think, look how, look how, look how, um, Look how small the UK is and look how many empires they had. You know what I mean? That speaks for itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I wanted to lead into your old question or your, one of your other points where you, when you talked about um, people in positions of power. Mm-hmm. So let's, for a brief moment, talk about the police here. Do you reckon yeah. if there are more black people in the police that things will improve? Or do you just view police as like a separate entity that people will just always hate? I think people will still, people will still hate the organisation regardless of who's who who were the faces of it. Because um, mm-hmm. I think there was a there was a there was a big push for that, especially in, in metropolitan police or just police in the UK, like to have more ethnic ethnic minorities in the police force. You know what I mean? But people's attitudes yeah. haven't changed. They haven't changed to the police. You know what I mean? So. I understand more though because it's like you know the person might just be doing their job in it, but it's just so it doesn't change the fact that people don't, might still have the same experiences they were having ten years ago with the police. You know what I mean? It's just a, a person that looks like them that's doing it to them now. So in America, mm-hmm. if we're talking about let's say eighty-five percent of the police force are black, I can't I couldn't tell you, man. I think again it, it comes down to it being systematic, innit? Because they yeah. can be given orders from someone that's in charge of them to be like, nah, man. Zero tolerance. If anyone's messing about, at the end of the day, yeah, even if you put people of colour there, they're still human. I could come to, I could come to work on rage. Like, someone at home is talking to my ear and they're talking smack. The first person I see when I go out on beat, even if it's not a crazy offence that they're committing, I can just take out all my anger on you and then that could potentially lead to you dying. You get what I'm saying? So, obviously not you, but you know what I mean? Like, the example that I'm giving, like, they're still human. Yeah, so, yeah. even if we do have those people that look like us, in the lower level positions, I think stuff like that can still happen. It might not be as frequent, I would say. I think it's just the most important thing is the rulemaking and the policy. And I feel like once you get to, to, to that stage where you're writing the rules, like, nah, if you get caught killing anyone on duty, you're automatically going to jail, innit? You don't need to have a, a trial. We can go to trial, but you're going to be sitting in jail. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fair trial. It's not going to be because you're a police officer, you get off. You know what I'm saying? I, but I feel like because they have that protection of you got the badge and you got the uniform, it's like 
like not even to sound negative, like even if I potentially not me, but even if a police officer in America potentially kills someone, technically they will get scot off. They'll get off scot free because they're doing their job. You know, what I mean, they can say I was in fear for my own safety, so I have to use that kind of particular force to to um, pacify that person. But because of the uniform, more times they'll get fired and they still get a payoff. You get what I'm saying? Obviously, what's Tondra saying? He said, "I don't, I don't know about that. We even fight racism from China. All this help they are giving Africa is the same thing that." white people did when they colonized Africa. So Tondra doesn't agree either. Like if you he doesn't agree in the yeah. sense of even if you're you know what I mean putting people that look like us in these particular low lower level positions, it's gonna really make a difference. So right, Tondra is touching on a whole different a whole different thing <laughs> <segment because, laughs> that that new age colonization, yeah, that's that's very sneaky, but that's mean bro. And that's what needed to wise up in a they should have certain quotas for their nations. I heard Ghana's I heard, I heard leaders on smoke, though. I heard he's doing his team store in Ghana. Yeah, yeah he, he's clued up for sure, man. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to carry out what he envisioned. But he's really done quite a lot of good stuff. So, yeah. hopefully, but, he agrees Not that. to be on a downers, though, for everyone that's tuning in. Mm -hmm. I, don't want, I don't want this whole episode to be... Obviously, though, it's an important thing that we highlight, in it? It's just, um, I don't know, for the next generation coming behind us, if we're giving advice... Like, I don't think like, I'm qualified anyway, but I think one of the biggest things is education and getting getting to the positions where we can really change policies, you know what I mean? That's that's definitely one of the biggest factors, without a shadow of a doubt. Getting there, I, I couldn't tell you how to, you know what I mean? Because you can get straight A's and be a nerd. It's, it's still a challenge to get into those into those circles, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's definitely one of the routes that we um we need to, to kind of like embark on. Because I think knowledge... knowledge definitely is power, you get what I'm saying, at, at, as the end result, because um, we've got plenty of sports stars that are amazing and actors and actresses and whatever, but they will, I think their power is limited to what they can do. They can stand up and speak out, but they can't necessarily change policies, you get what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So it seems like we're going from one sticky subject into another, but do you believe you can be pro-black and interracially gay? Ooh... Oh yeah, I'll pin that. Okay, cool. Can you shed some light on that? Why did you come up with that question? Um, it wasn't actually me, but <laughs> but basically, obviously, in the news, or let's say our urban news, in it, every time there's always talk of um, you know, black people not getting with black partners or whatever. And recently, I've just seen a tweet from from Tiny Temper, and he's talking about black people need to love themselves within yada, yada, yada. And all the comments were essentially roasting him because his partner is white. No, I thought she was so, like... No, she's white. I think she's like a billionaire or something like that. No, that ain't... Like, money hasn't billion. got anything to do with it. I thought she was black, like... No? I thought oh, she was black. <laughs> I thought oh, she no, was black. No, she's she's oh, I don't know, but... A lot of the comments were saying she was white in it. And this is just a common trend in general. Okay, okay cool. I didn't know it. I actually I, I thought she was black, but cool. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Right, pin that. Pin, pin my thing in it. You didn't pin it. But, uh, Shex, you see what I'm saying? He, even he's saying this is sticky. I'm not trying to get cancelled or anything, but he said sticky, but yeah, why not? What are your views on that before I answer the question? And I feel like I can tell you if, that's, if I feel like that is. You managed to pin it? Cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What did you say? 
what are your thoughts on that? Can you be pro black and interracial? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am before answering it. <laughs> so, I think in its very definition, yeah, I think if we're talking about strictly pro black, then no. But I don't feel. I feel like love is very subjective because you can you, fall in love. That's right. Speak in love freely, bro. Speak with your chest, fam. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in the strictest definitions of pro-black and supporting supporting black, you know, black things, I think there's definitely power in a black union, you know what I mean? And, and uh, how do you call it? The marriage system. That's I think that's a big that's a big factor that they talk about. Yeah. But in terms of love, I think it's very sticky because you can fall in love with anyone. And I can't say because you've fallen in love with, you know, a Chinese person, an Asian person, that you can't have pro black views. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that's necessarily accurate. However, I think in terms of the strict definition of pro black you should be marrying someone who is black as well. Yeah. Okay, that's very uh, democratic answer. That's dope. Um, just quickly going to the two people's um, comments. So Jennifer said, don't don't be scared to get cancelled. Share your opinions with logic, you'll be fine. <laughs> and then London McLeod said, embarrassing tweet. I think she's referring to Tiny. Personally, I think the time oh, that yeah. he chose to tweet is the problem, not who he's in a relationship with. So I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, that's facts. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, can you be pro-black and be in an interracial relationship? Um, I don't know, man. I want to stick with my guns in it. Like, I don't want to. For me, when because I know we did discuss this briefly, but I was just kind of like, I don't think you could. Like you could be. I think there was two different. Um, I think Tony kind of touched on it a little bit, but I don't know if it's necessarily pro. But I think someone said you could be Afrocentric. Like you can really love and have a passion for Africa, but, you know, you're in an interracial, interracial relationship. But I think if you're pro-black, I think, as we say with more stuff, um, I feel like your actions your actions speak louder than words, innit? So if you, if you, if, if, even if whatever else comes with it, I feel like if you're, if you're trying to be pro-black in your... That's a good point, actually. What is the definition of it on Google? Because I don't have a clear definition, but... For you, See, to I'm be, in it. Okay, cool. So for me, that I'd say to be pro-black, I think your actions would speak would speak for you rather than me being like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pro-black now. Like, I want black people to succeed and yada yada yada. And these times, I'm out here, not out here, but you know, I'm in a relationship with someone that isn't someone of my own race. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I think with pro-black, even though you want it to succeed, your actions as well show that you want. Um, the quote-unquote blackness to thrive and continue. So me having a black family or a black wife and black children kind of pushes pushes that... Um, no, I don't want to say... It. Yeah, do you know, that notion of being pro-black. Yeah, yeah I am pro-black. Like, my kids are black as well. Like, it's not, it's not. oh, I'm pro-black and, you know, I rep Nigeria hard and whatever, and it, ETC, but these times my wife is, like, not to print on it's Spanish. You know what I mean? And my kids are half and half, like, at the end of the day, potentially, I think going forward, your kind of history and input can, can get, um, what's the word, kind of like um, cleared or kind of just like, not erased, but, you know, kind of just get, get forgotten about because 
yeah, you know what I mean? Like, not even necessarily that yeah. I, I think that's too much of a negative word, but it can get it can get forgotten about. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like if you are pro black here, me having a black wife, whether she's from, you know, the Caribbean or Africa or whatever, she's black, you know what I mean? So you looking at my kids, from whatever I've told you twenty years ago, you're gonna remember that, like, oh yeah, this is so and so junior, that's his child, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And he by just looking at him, you're gonna see that whatever I was talking about in terms of blackness is evident for you to see in the offspring that I've had. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Me just telling you like, yes, I'm in support of this and I do some charity work here and there, but you look at my kids and you see me out and about with my interracial, like in my interracial relationship, it's going to be like, mm, I don't really know if I can, I get what he's saying. I can see he's passionate, but his actions don't necessarily say that. That's, that's the main point. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. But, um, so let me say the, let me say the definition okay, cool. um, before we become a sinner. So yeah. basically, pro black is a lifestyle. This is from Urban Dictionary, by the way. Pro black, and you're ruining the stuff. But go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know who actually defines this pro black thing, but anyway, pro black is a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of black people as a whole, with the purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world. Whether it be spending money with black-owned businesses in your communities or online, promoting love for black people and encouraging black youths, its sole purpose is to keep uplifting black people in America or the world to be proud, to be proud, yeah. To be proud. So what was that? What was that thing about population though? What was that thing about population? Did it say increase the population? Yeah, increase the population as well. Okay, right. so, so my point was kind of valid then. Me having black children with a black wife is going to be pro-black, no? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, so yeah, Tony, I, I, wrote, I get what you're saying, definitely. Um, but let me be devil's advocate as usual. Yeah. So let's say, hold on, wait. This before, is you even, before you even say your point, okay, yeah, yeah. everyone, please, that like, comment. I don't want it. I don't want it to seem like it's me, me and Tito's way of. Yeah, you guys comment. What do you guys think? So obviously, before Tony says his point, um, Shex has said um, a Caucasian person can be pro-black. Oh no, Jennifer, uh, go on and speak your truth. Um, Hanjan Riley wrote, absolutely agree sh with Shex that, you know, a Caucasian person can be pro-black. Um, <laughs> Yolanda McLeod wrote, eradicated when I was talking about, you know, black history getting wiped out yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if it's interracial. Um, and then Hanjan wrote, for what I believed it to be, actions and words that empower the black community, I as a white woman believe I too can do that. Um, Shex wrote, exactly, <laughs> um, under the fifth rib, eradicated, you know. Yeah, I just looked it up on Urban Dictionary, blah, blah, blah. I believe, Tundra, I wrote, I believe you can be pro-black and date interracially. Ooh, and then it says, no, that definition is not strictly related to black people then, simple. And Tundra, I wrote, however, you can't claim to be pro-black if you weren't, uh, if you weren't, what's that? But is it allow black, allow, you won't back your people and speak for your people even when you're around white people. Okay. Um, and then Hanjan wrote, would you say that an interracial couple is therefore not pro-black? That's the real question. I, 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 for me personally, like, I don't see anything wrong in it, in it. Like, people are free, free to choose what they want to have, but I, don't, I can't really necessarily look at it and say it's pro-black because for me, it's like you're championing, if, if you're really championing the blackness that you come from and that you're giving off, like, yeah, you can say it, but me saying something and me doing something are two completely different things. You get what I'm saying? So I could say that I want world peace and I'm out here being a terrorist on road. You get what I'm saying? 
So Jennifer said, what, what if they're in love? Like, I think Two Tones is right in the sense of you can't help who you fall in love with, for sure. But <sighs> I don't know, man. I think love has got people into trouble for the for, for lesser things. You get what I'm saying? So um, it's, 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 a, it's okay. a good question, though. It is a so good question. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being devil advocate or whatever, yeah. often we see like a lot of successful black males, once they get to a certain level, their partners are... That's it. They're not black no more. They're not black anymore. Yeah. Most of them, innit? So, but let's say, let's just take these individuals, yeah. If they are doing a lot, using their millions or whatever to put back into black communities, yeah? Yeah. What do you think... What do you think about that? They like they're doing schools. They're doing like things for black youths. They're doing all that stuff. That's good, man. Would you, I think that's would good. That's... But, you know, until when they're even playing field, then I can say, yeah, you know, they're really like not they, but it's really helping us out because even though they're doing this, where where is the black community as a whole? Everyone, anyone got an answer for me? Do you get what I'm saying? We're still talking about in 2020. We're still talking about police brutality. Like it's all well and good getting your stuff donated to and people giving you handouts and sponsoring your stuff um but it's you know um so what did you wonder right it's hard to say that there are white people who are allies yeah i think there's people that definitely want to help the cause but the biggest question here for me is when is it ever going to be an even playing field that's i think that's that needs to be the biggest question outside of the box do you get what i'm saying and i feel like like two tones touched on yeah there's a lot of examples where people of color or black people let's just say black people to keep it all the way 100 will get to a position where they're rich and famous and they're stupid, stupid rich or whatever, but their choice in a woman or a man doesn't necessarily give off or represent where they come from or what they've grown up around. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying you have to go to the hood and get someone that's gutter or whatever. Like, even if it's hard to find people that look like you in your particular circle when you get to that level, like, you don't really see that representation. Do you get what I'm saying? So how can we then say, oh, like, this should be what our model should be based on for someone that's pro-black. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I could I could, I could, could donate to a charity. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm pro this. I'm just giving my money to them because I like what they do. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm pro it. You get what I'm saying? But it, I think it's, it's a difficult thing. But in my opinion, I don't see anything mm. wrong in it, but I would say that I don't think you necessarily can be. I think you can you can support it, but pro for me is like, it's, it's an all-round thing. It can't just be one thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm pro-black because I, I post I post black people's poems or black people films on my timeline every day, but my wife is white. Like, nah, man. I think it's got to be all the way 100, you know what I mean? What I say, what I do, I, black, I, I support black businesses, I buy black people clothing, my wife at home is black, my children are black, you know what I mean? My family's black. Like, it's not even to be anti-this or me against them, but it's like, if you're really speaking and you believe in what you're talking about, it has to be all the way 100. It can't just be... I'll pick the best bits out of you and say that I am that. Do you get what I'm saying? That's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I anyway, but yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's a... It's a sticky issue, to be honest, yeah. And I think... I think it kind of comes down to technicalities. Pro-black, yeah. So, I think, as Handan is saying, I think you can, you know, you can support the cause, you can really believe in black struggles, you can... Yeah. You can do, like, so many different things. But I think because of the the strictness of pro-black, it kind of embodies, you kind of have to have a, a black partner to, 
to embody, to fully embody, yeah, like to fully embody, like facts, like. And this is not to say that you can't date who you want. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. here to sell people or to watch people to watch who people are dating. Like, you're entitled. We're, we're in a free world, isn't it? Like, you can date who you want, but I don't think you can have that particular title if that's your choice or your preference in dating. There's nothing wrong in that. I'm not saying that you yeah, can't yeah. still be in support of the cause or you know what I mean. You're trying to contribute to the cause or contribute to black blackness as a culture. Like, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that's still a possibility. You can be, but you just can't have that title. Do you get what I'm saying? For me, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like for me, anyway. That's 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 so my my pro-black. That narrative is that even a correct um view to have? That's yeah, I think it's a, it's a label in itself. Isn't it? Everyone wants to be to grab something and say, "Yes, this is my thing" or whatever. But um, obviously, Shex was even he addressed that point. He said to judge someone's beliefs based on their partner choice is mad. I think anyway. And I, I, that's why that's why I really touched on that point. I was just saying I wouldn't necessarily say that we're judging their beliefs, and I just don't think you can claim certain things. I think you can your actions. You can say, yeah. yeah, I am that, but you shouldn't be like, no, I'm definitely this because you know I do this and this. I think if you're trying to be something, you have to be all the way in and all the way embodied in it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I feel mm-hmm. some people might see it as no, that's unfair. You should be able to just do bits and pieces. But I feel like if we're trying to keep it all the way one one hundred, everything has to be in case then it can't just be i'll pick the best bits and then i call myself that do you know what i'm saying um yeah. Andrew, i respect that i respect your opinion however i can't help but feel i'm if i am to date a black man i'm therefore hindering him from being fully pro-black hindering him no you're not hindering him because at the end of the at the end of the day for me again personally how i think on it is it's a choice everyone has a choice no one's no one's forcing you to date a black guy no no one's forcing this black guy to date you, you know i mean if he's in love with you that's cool isn't it and we shouldn't bash each other for it because uh, I think people get into that culture of bashing and tearing people down in it. Like, people should be free to do what they want. But um, the same way you can't join certain clubs to do certain things because you don't qualify is the same way I think people should have certain titles for certain things, isn't it? Like we can't, we can't mix and dilute, dilute stuff. What's his, um, are you still there, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, I, thought yeah. Thing, I, think, I thought your thing froze. But yeah, do you get what I'm saying? I feel like, if you're this, you're this, you know what I mean? And whatever you represent is all the way embodied in it. Do you get what I'm saying? So, oh, sure. um, someone said five Wait, minutes. We've got, like, we got like five minutes. Hey, we might have to um, extend this, you know. If people want to carry on yeah, that, we, we might have to, because I know we still got a few things to talk about. And just to reference MTM's uh, podcast, she's, um, they said, I know issues with interracial relationships, but if you're pro-black, when then who could teach your daughter to be a black woman better than a black mom? I think that's facts, to be honest. There is also pro-Asian and other paradigms too. If you were to go with the strictest definition, it might be compared to being a feminist and being a woman. It's not by force to be a feminist and a woman. And then obviously Shex just said, yeah, I hear you. You know, it's a sticky situation, but I think it's a good debating point, isn't it? And I feel like sometimes you can discuss it like without having to be too like bashful towards people, isn't it? Because I feel like everyone's entitled, everyone's definitely entitled to do what they want. But I don't think you have to be so driven to have a title for something. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. There's nothing wrong with that, innit? Like, you can still do other things to really show your support or your... Um, to display your belief in in being, let's say, pro-black or invested in the black yeah. community. But you don't necessarily have to have that title, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. Oh, for sure. So, you like, let us know, man. Should we keep going? Are you guys going to come back? Because I know, like, we did a lot of talking on... Mainly two issues today, but um, um yeah, we had a lot more. Yeah, now, well, let's just carry on. Regardless, man, we're gonna put it on YouTube anyway. So, 
Um, Han Jan wrote, not even to cut you off here, she just wrote, I personally, I'm heartbroken by racism. I understand I will never fully experience racism. I feel helpless as a white person. But I also feel I might use my voice to be heard. And I'm trying to learn that. Hey, that's dope, man. You know why? Because it's it's gonna it's it's extremely difficult for. Hey, black shout people. out, shout out, Hanjan as well. That's that's yeah, shout out, man. Yeah. It's extremely difficult for black people to get change if we don't have people from other races um, fully helping us and invested in our cause. Yeah. So it's so important for for you to keep using your voice. Um, to show awareness yeah. and raise awareness in it because no one can really i feel like with that with those kind of situations yeah no one can actually understand yeah. the struggle of a person that's going through it you know what i mean the only thing yeah, people sure. around you can do is kind of just learn and understand like oh just what you're going through I, I can never really put myself in your situation but you know i'm here to support where i can you get what i'm saying and i think that's that's 100 that's all the way 100 you get what i'm saying so i'm not going to be ignorant to that fact and yeah shout out hand jam man you got a lot of fans in here people people are, are fucking with you heavy still yeah. Okay, cool, man. So, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to... Um, yeah, sorry, guys. That was that was a fault of my end, didn't it? Vodafone playing games. But, um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to add add to that topic before we move on to the next one, before we close it out? Um, you know, I think we were just giving Hanjan her props, man. She was doing bits, man. <laughs> yeah, shout out Hanjan, man. It takes, a, yeah, it, it yeah. takes um, you know, um, a person that, of real, like, soul and spirit to kind of, like, some facts, you know what I mean? Because I think uh, the, the easiest thing for people to do is to go into defensive mode. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, so, oh. let me just pin this topic. I think the, the um, your thing is freezing still. The the biggest uh, trump cards, I've got black friends, you know what I mean? You know, what I mean, people are quickly <laughs> to get to, are quick to get offended, but I think once we can talk, sit down, talk, and have a debate, yeah, everyone learns. You get what I'm saying? I'm still learning stuff every day, so even. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, someone else from out out of our own way speaking about their experiences and talking talking about how they want to learn and understand is a big thing, man, for sure. So, mm -hmm. so obviously, I think the topic um, from Jennifer. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Mm. What did Jennifer say? So, if you could pick a topic to educate your colleagues on at work with regard to racism, what would it be? That's a very good question. Uh, you might have to answer that first. I need to think about that, you know. Um, um I would say it's, it's a tough one, man. Tough one. I think. What would you do, actually, Jennifer? I'll write your point as well because you you yeah, had a good yeah, question, yeah. but it's, I haven't got like a straightforward answer to that in it. Well, um, I haven't got a straightforward answer either, but I'll just think of things people do in work that can be. Annoying. I think, you know, what, I think there's a, a lot of ignorance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of ignorance sometimes with um, people of different races, and I feel if they did more research into into I don't know black people and black struggles, they wouldn't say as many ignorant things. Yeah. Oh, so, hey, Yolanda, please explain that. So you wrote internalized racism, just like. Uh, can you like add a bit more to that point in it? But go on, yeah, go on. Sorry, Tons. You were saying? Um, yeah, so I think... Yolanda, yeah, I think what she's saying is even kind of the point I'm trying to get on. I think people have racism and they don't really realise it's racism because no one has educated yeah. them on it. Yeah. And they might just say some offhand comment, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I can't think of anything right now. But, but just saying something that's a little bit ignorant that they don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think more more conversations around that where it's more about education, not as opposed to getting angry. And I know it's difficult in it, but I think the more of these conversations happen, the more understanding happens between between people because it's natural, man. People from different cultures they have they have slight nuances and slight um, differences that you might not immediately understand. You might even know when you're causing offence. Yeah. So I know there's some people that do, but there's there's a large group that they're good people, but they don't. They're just ignorant to certain topics. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel we can we can have these conversations to to yeah help remove some of this internalized racism and. You know, Jennifer, you're, you're going into this still. So, Shira, people say that we should educate, but how can you educate in an impactful way? Because we can't do it all at once. What's the best starting point? But if I need the if I need the answers to that, yeah, there wouldn't be racism. You feel me? But um, I don't know. In my in my own point of view, I think it's just getting to know someone, isn't it? Like because not everyone's yeah. a stereotype. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people see stuff or they've experienced or they've been around black people and they think that's how all black people are all people of colour are I think everyone is different so if I'm trying to learn anything or if I'm trying to learn anything about someone the, the first thing you're going to do is to have a conversation you know what I mean you don't necessarily have to ask the difficult or the, the questions you might feel are touchy or ignorant but it's just getting to know me as a person like seeing beyond me being black you know what I mean what do you like to do in your spare time what, what kind of music do you listen to that you know, what's your faith for whatever you get what I'm saying I feel mm -hmm. like that's like even though we're talking about education, yeah, it's easy to say that just throw it out there. Like you need to educate them, and you know, just having a conversation, man. Talk to me. How, what? Who am I as a person? Who am, how is? How do you know XO as a person before you see me as being the black guy from South London? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel like that in itself can be the biggest barrier. You know what I mean? People don't really want to have a conversation with you. They just want to. I'm not saying it's everyone, but some people just want to assume. You know what I mean? Oh, you must have gone. You must have grown up in a rough area. Or you must come from a single parent home. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And it's, it might not even be. They might even, people might not see it as offensive, or you know, like I'm getting onto you. It's just oh, that's it's just you know most people are doing that. You get what I'm saying? So um, people's like, other people's comments on that. Um, Shex, uh, let's start with yeah. So Shex said people need to want to be educated in the first place. Also, that's that's very true. Yeah. Um, sure. Demi Silva wrote uh, simply conversate. The more we talk, the more those that have ignorance or inherent racism are re-educated, have a conversation. That's what I was talking about as well. Um, and then Yolande wrote, I think just conversations on how some of their beliefs and behaviours are unconsciously racist. That's that's a good one, but people can, the barrier can quickly come up, you know what I mean? Because no one, regardless of colour, wants to feel like they're being attacked, you know what I mean? Even, especially when it's, not necessarily especially, but when it's something they see as a particular touchy subject, if you're not necessarily even coming on smoke, but you're addressing it head on, people can get defensive. And then with that, once that defense me mechanism kicks in, all sense of logic kind of goes out. So they might be giving you the eyes and looking at you and nodding, but they're not listening to anything else that you said because they already feel like, not that they should feel like that, but some people might just feel the defense barrier and the sense of offense going up. Like, oh, you know what? This person seems like they might be on smoke if I say anything yeah. else. You know what I mean? So it, it's, I feel like the biggest thing you can do is definitely getting to know me as a person first. We don't have to be best of friends, but it's like, oh, no, man, he's a, he's a cool guy. And then we can start moving on to the 
subjects of ignorance or unconscious like you know i've had experiences of this like, i don't think people should do that and then they can be they can start learning from you from there if they're really interested you get what i'm saying because you know they might just get to know you and just think that they can they're in a comfort zone of being able to say and do anything because we're friends you know what i mean that's hey, the so other that's the other route it can go down so yeah i'm gonna say there's another um topic here actually do you feel sometimes other races get uncomfortable when race is brought up in general Yes, but before I elaborate on that, uh, written by T asked, ask questions, don't be ignorant. All black people aren't the same, that's facts. All white people aren't the same, that's facts. All other races aren't the same. We're not just the colour, we're human beings, we're individuals. That's 100%. MTM podcast wrote, I don't personally think we or other minorities need to educate. If you have the privilege, you need to have the willingness to learn and to take initiative. Yeah. And Tobes wrote, MTM, uh, at MTM, that's true, MTM podcast, so Hanjan said, yeah, I'm here for it. And then um, obviously Pearl, Pearly White wrote, uh, people need to show, to see more diversity in all areas of life. I think that's a hundred. Um, there's definitely a way to address it. That's facts. And then obviously MTM podcasts are talking from a personal point of view with how can my 40 year old colleagues not know what a turban is? That's mad. That is mad. I think that in itself, <laughs> I think that is, that's definitely ignorance is bliss because you're not trying to learn anything else. You know what I mean? Like, sure. uh, I, like, I see those every day. So it's like, if you don't ask, what is this? Or someone doesn't explain to you. And people probably have been just having this and then ignorance is bliss. That's that's the common statement for that. Stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? But um, well, you know, to your question. You know, oh, actually. Yeah, I'm going to change the subject. So go on. Yeah. To your question, yeah. Can you repeat it again? Do, um, do, do races get uncomfortable discussing race? Was that, was oh, that yeah. Do they get uncomfortable? When races go up, yeah, man, because other you don't really know other race. I think, yeah, yes. I had the thing is, yeah, I had this discussion like with someone at my workplace, and he's a he's a calm guy, man. He's a cool guy, but you know, like subconsciously, I could feel him being ignorant. Do you get what I'm saying? And I could, yeah. I could, I could, I could feel my voice raising when I was talking to him. Like I was, I was trying not to turn up on him, innit? Yeah. And the thing is, he's not a bad person. But it's it's subconscious. Mm. It's like it's it's ingrained. Like he, I think he grew up in like Yorkshire or something like that. So he doesn't know okay. anybody. You know what I mean? So I can't then turn up on him and be like, oh, "You're just ignorant and you're, you're the same." You get what I'm saying? I gotta have a bit of, of patience and the sense of they don't like. It's, I don't think we should always give people that leeway. But he doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? He only started living in London a few years ago, so he doesn't necessarily yeah. know or um, experience the things on a daily that other Londoners that were born and born and raised here. You get what I'm saying? So. It's it's difficult yeah. when it's it's difficult when you're in, yeah. when it's in the subconscious, yeah, unconscious bias. You know what I mean? When it's in their subconscious, because you're gonna feel away, like you're gonna want to turn up on them. And what the moment you do that, all conversation is closed because they're gonna get on the defensive, and you're gonna be coming from a place of passion where you actually care about it, but you're not necessarily getting out your points logically. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So, so I want to go back to um, MTM podcast, um, their point about you know we don't need to educate like people should use their initiative. Facts. But I, feel, facts. I, I do definitely agree with that, but I feel like it's somewhat limited because people generally research what they care about. And yeah. let's say you don't have exposure to black people in general, you're not really going to be invested in their struggles. No. Um, more time, people start to get invested when, you know, they've got a black friend or, you know, they, they're dating someone black or, you know, a lot of black people are raising awareness on their Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're not in that vicinity, then you're you're very unlikely to do that research and, you know, educate yourself. 
So mm-hmm. I do feel, I do feel that's a part of it, but I do feel we also have a part to play. Yeah, man. It's got to come from both sides, isn't it? You can't just be like, oh, they need to understand that. Otherwise, we're going to be trapped in that in that um, space of purgatory forever where no one really understands each other. Do you get what I'm saying? But um, mm-hmm. I do I do agree, man. They, like, people need to seek out wanting to learn things. The same way when you're going through school and you're trying to be smarter than the next person. You're trying to learn. Outside of class, you're trying to search for stuff to learn. Do you get what I'm saying? But not everyone's going to have that initiative or drive to do that. But just to go to, back to people's comments because people are coming with... with Really good stuff. So, dead you will, a hundred percent. No one wants to seem racist. And then, obviously, Jennifer t- spoke about unconscious bias. And then, dead you will. The truth is, everyone is prejudiced. Some more than others. Too much prejudice can lead to racism. That's I actually a hundred percent agree with that. Even black people can be prejudiced. But that was another interesting point. And I think I don't even want to go there. Too tough. But there was a whole discussion of can 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 black black people be racist? And a lot of a lot of people saying no because we're not the majority. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah. apparently racism is Yeah, it's racism is based on the majority controlling the systems behind the ideologies that they're putting out. You get what I'm saying? So but I, I definitely agree though, black people can be prejudiced. That's facts. Um Tobes wrote some people's first interaction with other races were uni or in the workplace. Which is the truth. Yeah. it's the truth I never thought that would be the case living in London innit? that's why I feel like here we're so sheltered because we think the rest of the UK is, not, is like that but it's not do you get what I'm saying it's actually not so uh, Hanjan wrote uh, I've grown up in a small sleepy country village with a population of 99.9% white that's mad you know what I'm saying so it's not that it's mad but you know for someone that's lived in London and grown up in London my whole life it's like I can't even but it's like all I've, it's all I've known when I was a teen I realised I was naive to other cultures and other races so that's I think with Hanjan's point, it's kind of like she wanted to learn more outside of the the culture that she was raised in. You get what I'm saying? And not everyone's yeah. like that. People are happy with the spaces that they're brought up in. So, um, Yolanda, I live in a small city, and sometimes the conversations can be so draining. I only have it with people that's who want to understand. Yeah. It can be draining speaking about the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? So that's true. That's the truth. Um, Hanjan, it made me cautious to talk about race at all in the fear that I'll sound uneducated. I'm trying to make the conscious effort to learn, support and grow. Man, you're coming across as too much of a good person, man. man it's, it's good that you're, you're doing that now. That's, that's not even to close your eyes. That's so dope. I don't think enough people have or share your attitude. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's just, again, coming from a place of privilege, it's like sometimes people, they think to themselves, why do I have to learn about anything? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, um, Demi Silver, education is key. Unfortunately, Yes, it, yes, it is draining to be having it in 2020, but the consequence is continual. White privilege, ignorance, and systematic racism. All facts. Uh, and then written by team, education system in schools is at fault too. That's, that's another big thing, you know? That's another big thing, is at fault too, because they don't teach a lot about their cultures. They touch on it lightly. And Jennifer's point of unconscious bias comes into it as well. And I experienced this during school that. In school, I was never really bad at the beginning of school. I wasn't like a bad person in general anyway, but at the beginning of school, I was like one of the best behaved kids. I was always doing my work on time and stuff. But when it came to picking certain people in our class to do, because you know like you'd have privileges at the end of the year to go on school trips and that. Okay, yeah. I remember I never used to get picked and it was always the, the same set of people and they just happened to be white getting picked by a white teacher to go and do these things until one, one black boy in my class. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he was like the worst, he was the worst behaved guy in my class. He was, he was black. He was, you know, he was Caribbean. Not that I should have anything to do with it, innit? but he just, he didn't really follow rules. He didn't care, but he's just, he just seemed to take a liking to me, innit? Until one day he stood up. I remember this, this was either year seven or year eight. 
And he said, why isn't, why isn't, you know, Exo getting picked to do all these things? Like, he's just as well behaved as these guys and he does his work. Like, he's not like me. Yeah. I remember him saying that, he's not like me. And our teacher didn't have a valid answer for his question. She was just like, oh, you know, it's just these guys are always blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't answer his question. Do you get what I'm saying? So that, I kind of forgot about it and I played it. I just, whatever. Like, I just, I was like, I don't care. But that unconscious bias. have that sense of, uh, you know, I don't even need to seek no one's approval, man. What matters most is whatever my mum is telling me. And when I come here, I just, I do the bare basics of what I need to do to pass and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? So even that in yeah, itself man. can be deep rooted in, and it can affect people. You know what I mean? Going forward in life, man. So uh, comment as well, before you carry on. Um, Yolanda, uh, Hanjan, I think people will appreciate that you want to learn and understand. I 100% agree with that. What, and then Hanjan wrote, what really saddens me is that because I branched out of the village, people instantly say, oh, so you like black guys. I think as well, I think that happens a lot in um, Caucasian mm. culture, where they're shamed by their, their their own peers and they're like, oh, so you, you mess with black people now, blah, 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 making it some that kind of obsession. Really people say they're joking, but it's awful. And that's, that's problematic in itself. Do you get what I'm saying? And then Deji wrote, listen, if I ever call a white person racist and they get really offended, that means they're actually racist. But try to cover it up. But if you ain't racist, you just brush it, you brush it off. Defence mechanism, man. That's what it is, you get what I'm saying? And it's a touchy subject for some people. They just don't want to necessarily admit they might be subconsciously racist. But it's, it's a difficult conversation to have for a lot of people, do you get what I'm saying? And people, like like the lady said, um, Yolanda and um, who else was it? Um, Demi Sylvia said it was. It's, it's difficult when you keep talking about the same thing over and over again, and people yeah. are not listening. It doesn't seem like people are listening. You know what I'm saying? So, it is, but yes, it's definitely, it's definitely working, man. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I do know black people are some of the most resilient people in history. You know what I mean? There's so many things we've gone through, and we're still here. We're still striving. We're still plugging, man. Driving. But you, we can't we're still plugging. You know what I mean? I know, and man. We can't. We yeah. can't just solely live with resilience alone, man. We gotta be. Yeah. So we have to keep. It's hard, but we have to keep, you know, the positivity. Like we can't, as a single person, you can't do anything, can I? But yeah. as a group, as, a, unit, as yes. a unit, we can do a lot more in that. So we just need to keep encouraging these conversations. Yeah. Um, we need more people like Hanjan to keep, you know, fighting the good fight. Yeah, um, man, fight a solid fight, bro. For real, and ladies and guys as well. Don't be discouraged to to keep speaking your points and um, sharing your ideas. Because I know, don't get me wrong, it can be physically draining saying the same thing over and over again. But sometimes learning, learning, and drilling something into someone's mind comes with repetition. You get what I'm saying? So even if the person don't seem like they're listening and you said the same thing last week, say it again, man. Say it again. You know what I mean? Eventually they'll be like, even if you've left that company, they'll be like, oh, so that's what this person was talking about. You feel me? So. Or they'll think twice about their ignorance. Yeah, facts. Back. You know what I mean? Facts. Not to be putting anyone on eggshells, but people need to see the truth for, definitely need to see the truth for, for what it is. And, okay, before we move on to our next point, there are two comments. So from Jennifer, she wrote, it's tough and draining, I can't lie. Woke up today feeling like racism. Like, is racism ever going to stop? Or are, or are our kids going to have to go through this too? I'm tired. No, it's, it's facts, man. It's facts. And then, Hanja and Miley, I'm constantly being asked, so why do you like black guys? This question makes me angry and sad. How am I supposed to teach them that that's not an okay question and it's rude, you know? 
Boy, boy, there's there's so many layers and levels to it, yeah. It's mad. Mm-hmm. I haven't got one answer mm-hmm. for all. You get what I'm saying? Like, in terms of Jennifer's question, it's, it's down to us as a generation. It's not even as, you know, being black. It's down to us as a generation to really school school the younger people and our kids coming, you know what I mean? Just to show them this is stuff that you can't experience and the stuff that you mm-hmm. need to do to make yourself better and thrive and be able to express yourself um eloquently where people will listen you know what i mean it's not necessarily always about brute force and shouting and and being angry but i can see where the resentment comes from and as for hanjan it's, it's difficult for you man to to express yourself about people seeing you on your end as some kind of quote unquote as we like to say big or whatever you know what i mean but just just live your truth man you know what i mean eventually some people are gonna are gonna jump onto what you what you are trying to achieve and you know, nothing, nothing worth having ever comes easy for anything. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I think change is always, change is always difficult. It's never been, stuff that's changed has never been easy. Do you get what I'm saying? But as long as you're living your own truth and you're pursuing that, things can only get better. Facts, you know what I mean? So. Sure. Um, yeah, right the next topic, innit? And I just need to get a charger. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, the land were rand- random, but live is better on a computer. Than on the iPhone. Swear down, like, I'm I'm using my iPhone, man. My connection today has been shocking. What is the next question that we have? So, the next question today, guys. Oh, sorry, no, I didn't expect the show to go on for this long. You know, thank you guys for for tuning in. Um, female role models. That's dope, actually. Facts, though. Female role models. Okay, cool. Make make sure you pin that when you come back. Please and thank you. Oh, you got an Android phone. That's why it's messing up, man. Your land. That's why your phone's messing uh, up. You up. Huh? Uh, huh? And shout out Shex. He said, um, "Live your, live your life unapologetically, man." He said he chooses not to focus on. I choose not to focus my energy on what people think of me. Yeah, man, definitely do. You know what I mean? Do what makes you happy. I, I said that, my obviously, I've got Insta, uh, Insta, Snap. Like, I'm probably one of the, the few remaining people that still use Snapchat. But I was talking about that the other day, innit? Like, do what makes you happy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure your happiness... Obviously, I'm not saying be selfish, but make sure your happiness is pivotal in, in everything that you're doing. You get, you get what I'm saying? Or embarking on. So, yeah, our next topic, yeah? Female role models. So... Do we, do we, um, that was the first question. Do we undervalue our female role models? You got to answer first. Okay, so I feel, I think that's an interesting question because I think yes, women we in general, <laughs> <laughs> I think women in general have been underpaid throughout history, you know what I mean? And yeah, only now are they kind of getting the props that they should have been getting, you know what I mean? Um, the females are they even getting the props? I don't think so. Say that again. I said, are they, they even getting the props? I don't think so. No, you they're said, not getting. Now that they're it's fully, yeah, okay. It's like it's on an upward trajectory. I would say um, there's more there's more awareness being shown on it. So obviously there's still ways to go, but yeah, but yeah, I think definitely they've been underplayed throughout history. Like even if we go back into history, they've you know, only recently had certain rights that they're allowed, like, I think in Dubai, they're only, like, been recently allowed to drive and stuff like that. And even in different that parts man. of the world. And that, that still like, took protests from a lady driving before they actually changed that law. 
Exactly. So yeah. there's still so many issues women have to go through, even in this Western society. There's yeah. still, you know, we're still catering to a patriarchal society in a certain sense. But I do feel... But yeah, I do feel things are on the up. And yeah, yeah I think there's more exposure to things. So Okay, so... Um, Over to you. I would say we definitely do undervalue them. But to answer your land's question, on my personal, like my role model is definitely my mum, man. Like, I know it's, it's such a cliche thing to say, but sometimes I sit down and I think all the stuff that she's achieved, you get what I'm saying? Like, like during this week, like, not too many people know that because I don't I really like to share my stuff like that. But I was kind of having a down as like, you know, like when you, like, I kind of got caught up with, I'm kind of doing something that I don't really want to, you know, that's why I was talking about happiness in it. But I think it's mad that our parents, especially our mums, have had to make ma- major sacrifices for us, even being in the country or whatever. Do you get what I'm saying? So, for for me, first and foremost, it's fact, it's my mum in it. But if we're talking about celebrities and people like that, I don't know, like female role models that I think really stand for something or really like push for something. It's a difficult one to ask, isn't it? Because obviously, in my local um, vicinity, it's definitely my mum. But looking on TV, who can I look at as? A female person that'd be that is a role model for me. That is, it's a tough question. Don't get me wrong. You get your your staples in the in the Beyonces and the Serena Williams and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think like who did I actually last look on TV as a, not even to be sexist or anything, but as a female thing. Oh no, she's proper inspiring me. Do you get what I mean? And I feel like that's why I said I think I feel like females are undervalued because I don't think it's something that's pushed on TV every day. You know what I mean? From young, the superhero the superhero has been men. Like Superman's a man, Batman's a man. You know what I mean? Like Black Panther, it's the, it's the male. Don't get me wrong, there are strong female characters in that, but the main, the main guy is, is a male character. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I feel like in all these representations of media outlets and um, the the thing we the things we divulge in, yeah, I think female representations are definitely undervalued, man. Apart from your household, your household model, like outside of that, it's difficult to be like, no, man, this person is one of my biggest inspirations, and it's a lady. You get what I'm saying? That's why I feel like they're very undervalued. And um, sure. I'll say for me, yeah, um, Michelle Obama, man, even though you know okay. Obama is more figurehead, but Michelle Obama, in her own right, she kind of revolutionized the the first lady role, yeah, you know what I mean. And I feel like the initiative she she put in place were like quite amazing, you know what I mean. Uh, I even got yeah. my sister the becoming Obama, um, Michelle Obama book because. Okay. She's an inspiration to a whole generation of females, you know what I mean? Yeah, and cool. going back to the black thing, you know, <laughs> she's like a lead black woman that, you know, so often with, you know, talks of this colorism thing and, you know, when, when guys get to a certain level of success, they don't go for the black woman. She's like a stake woman yeah. who actually helped him on the rise. And then, yeah. did you hear, I think there was a movie, I can't remember the name, but there was these women that I think they helped something. They helped like a, a space ship. Oh, it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. Yeah. They were geniuses, yeah. it? And they didn't get the credit for it, basically. But yeah, yes. exactly. Like, they, were, they were actually yeah. to the success of the mission. So, yeah. so yeah, man. I, I think I think women have definitely been undervalued. And for the longest. Yeah, we could just do what we can, man, to keep... So let's answer, let's answer some of these questions as well. So in yeah. response to Yolande McLeod's, uh, who would you guys class... Okay, so we already said, like, who we thought. 
I'm trying to think of a celebrity that I'll get back to you because I want to give a good answer. You get what I'm saying? Um, Jennifer, uh, I don't know about role models in particular, but women have a lot more influence than they get credit for. That's facts. Um, great example in Netflix series, Self Made, and how the women were the first investors. Yes, investors, and she was the first female millionaire. It's not even about, it's not even necessarily about race. She was the first female millionaire in America. Yeah, yeah. And that in itself is a massive achievement. You know what I mean? If anyone hasn't watched that yet, go watch that on Netflix called Self Made. And she killed it. I think we tried to discuss this on the pod. I don't know if you really went in depth in it, but that that kind of motivated and inspired me. Like I was thinking, look at all the stuff that she had to face, and she still made it. You know what I mean? With the drive and determination she had at the time. So that was dope. Yeah, Wonder Woman, but she didn't get that much coverage when I was growing up, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then um, Demi Silver. Unfortunately, yeah, more accolades are given to the bad Barbies than the Michelle Obamas of this generation. We need to value character and impact over clout and front. That's a hundred. That's a if I could double tick that and highlight it, I'll put it up there. So women contribute a lot more. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. And I'm starting I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm starting to see that. I think media definitely suppresses the role that women kind of have and the input that women have on a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? And I think it's it's so bad sometimes that it, for guys, especially for me, you're speaking from a personal point of view that it's limited just to our moms, you know what I mean? Because it's like cool everyone's mom should be their role models and whatnot. But it's like, once you leave your house and you start living by yourself, who do you look at then when they're not around, innit? So even if it's not necessarily role models, like, I feel like we should be given more people or more women figures that we can be looking at as inspirations for men and women, not just for one particular gender. Do you get what I'm saying? And I feel like that, that definitely needs to be improved because eventually it's going to get to a stage where we grow up and we have, like, children, sons and daughters, you know what I mean? It shouldn't just be one one particular person for one gender or whatever because someone like i know we keep bringing this guy up and we're not trying to plug him but someone like a michael jordan inspired people all over the world man woman you know what i mean so why can't we have that for women as well do you get what i'm saying so um demi silver wrote ava duvernay great example dope she, was she the director of um central part five that was dope that was dope okay. ava duvernay great example if not her, hey, for her craft we wouldn't know this I was going to say, why do you think that there is more of a elevation of the baddies than, you know, the Michelle Because people like, people like ignorant stuff, man. People like to see ignorance. You know what I mean? Like, someone, someone that doesn't have to think about anything would rather see yeah, a girl shaking their bum on the screen, talking about, hey, let's turn up. Like, it, it, it fulfills the ideals of what patriarchy and this is a deep subject anyway, but of what patriarchy, what we, what want women to be represented as. You know what I mean? Because how, how many times, bruv, people still do it, but we've grown up in a society of man them in general, just being like, or guys, guys in general, be like, oh, that thing over there, like, it's objectifying them now, you know what I mean? So she's not even a lady anymore, yeah, a woman, oh, that thing, I, I go through that thing, blah, blah, blah. So, but when you're seeing it on TV, to then it getting transitioned into real life, it's like, People just like to subconsciously process that, like, oh, they're just, they're objects now. It's just, oh, that's, that's all they're good for. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's obviously, yeah. we did have um, an episode where it was like social currencies of why certain women felt like they gained more power by using their looks to get ahead in life rather than their brains or, you know, for men, it was financial gains. You know what I mean? Using, using that to get ahead in life and get whatever they wanted. So mm. it's, it's a thing of... Yeah, it's definitely been pushed out there that they shouldn't be seen above this. So when it does happen, it's kind of feeding that, that sense of it being the norm. You know what I mean? To, to what's the word, praise and um, put these 
put these people that are doing all that stuff on the pedestal when we really shouldn't be. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, oh, fuck. And then Demi Silva wrote, visual appeal sells more, unfortunately. I think so. And then Yolanda wrote, I don't believe visual appeal means lack of substance. That's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's good. a good point. Question um, is for okay. you guys, actually, before, before you say your next point, yeah? You guys can mm -hmm. answer this. We're going to kind of move on. Like, do you feel a guy is going to be more attracted to... That's a stupid question, but I'm, the way I'm trying to phrase it, I can't think of it too deeply, but it's just like, don't you think a guy is going to be more attracted to, let's say, not all guys, but some guys might be more attracted to a bikini post than you say, oh, I've got this book that could potentially change your life and make you a millionaire. What do you think? Do you think that's a correct statement to make? Or do you feel like, nah, I feel like guys would be interested if you said that I had a book that could make you a millionaire. Or would they more likely come to your page if you got a, a saucy bikini picture that they, they can like and potentially slide in your DMs with? So, yeah. A thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on, next point. Okay, so as as they as they answer that, yeah, I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. So last year, I think it was last year, basically there was a um linking it back to work, yeah. Yeah. There was an exposed day of different work salaries. So I think especially like in the BBC, for example, yeah. It was showing that people doing the same job were getting different um different wage wages essentially okay. and by and large females were getting way less than their male counterparts so mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of them either left or they took um reduced pay cuts to match their female to match their female counterparts so mm -hmm. my question to you is if it was to be revealed that you know a female colleague was getting like significantly less than you for doing the same job yeah would you take a pay cut <laughs> In order to... <laughs> <laughs> if I keep it, if I keep it all the way one hundred, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm trying to be a better person, but no, like as much as I want to, like, bro, you're telling me if I want a stupid amount of money, yeah, because my my female counterpart who I do have love for dearly isn't getting paid as much. I should then take a pay cut. What I'm gonna do, yeah, is I'm gonna I'm gonna rally and I'm gonna fight that you were on the same wages. You know what I mean, like, that's the lift your wages, man. For me to take a pay cut, yeah, the company are winning because then we're taking less money out of their pockets. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing the same thing as me, I'm going to rally and I'm going to protest that me and you have to get the same. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think you necessarily have to take a loss, but I know that's not always practical. Sometimes taking a loss just to match that person's wage structure is, is like the fair and ethical thing to do. But, but if they're willing to pay me, I don't want to use Tony's magical number of 100K, but let's just say 50 grand. And they're paying you 30 grand. Why can't they pay both of us 50 grand? You know what I mean? They've obviously got it to the point where they're paying me that. So I'm going to fight on your no, right. Let's say they have, say they have a part. certain budget for salaries. The yeah. only way this person is getting a pay rise is if you take a pay cut. So they end up making Which more money than me? The, huh? So they end up making more money than me or we're still just... No, equal. no, you can be equal. How much is the pay cut that we're talking about? That? See, have to, we have to go into small details now. What are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest, yeah, I think I think it's difficult when it comes to money because money is linked to so many different things, isn't it? I think yeah. the BBC guys who are getting like 170k or 250k. For I, I did see those wages, yeah. yeah. For them to take a pay cut, it will affect them, but it won't affect them like it would affect that someone. Much. Who's on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think. What I would think you do? Like, I already said I'm not. I'm not taking a pay cut. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. That, so Tobes, Tobes, that's a good that's a good option. You could both you could actually both of you could just go on strike. Or Tobes in Tobes' point, he said we should both take a stand and leave. 
you know, that's facts. That's facts, man. Mm. What do you what do you feel to that point? You know, I feel like uh, they had this this the point. I don't know if this was the exact issue, but I think they had something similar to this on the Fresh Prince, where the original Aunt Viv didn't come back, and she felt like um, I don't know if this is the hundred percent truth, but there were certain things I watched, and she didn't feel like Will necessarily fought for all the rights of the cast. Whereas somewhere, do you know that like the sitcom Friends? Someone yeah. I think Rachel was getting paid more than the, the rest of the cast. And then she kind of took a stand like, no, nah, I'm not coming back if everyone doesn't get the same salary. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So she didn't necessarily take a pay cut because she could have easily done that. But she's like, no, nah, nah, I know what I'm worth. But if these lot are not getting the rest, there's no show. And then them doing that forced their, forced their hand where they had to pay everyone. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it's a sense yeah. of um, solidarity yeah, and unionship. Hmm? Because you might, you might leave, but it might not necessarily fix it. Yeah, it might not necessarily fix the issue. The next man that comes in gets your wage, and the next lady that comes in stays on the wage that what what that previous yeah. lady was on. So I think it's a sense of unionship where you kind of have to kind of fight for each other. Do you get what I'm saying? And, and pitch why they need to pay that person the same amount of money. But to go back to the question I asked, Jennifer wrote, "I think humans are lazy. Anything easy that looks easy on the eye is a better option. Not everyday serious. True." Uh, Demi Silver wrote, "Visuals will attract attention, but substance." will gain interest. That's a good point. So she's saying, even if you're supposed a potential first chap or something, if the rest of your page is, is substance, you know, people might want to actually get to know you the more, which is true. I'm not saying that she's going to doing that though, but yeah. Um, Hanjan wrote, initial attention will be grabbed by the bikini shop, but attention will stay if they're talking sense. Okay, good point. And then Shaq's, oh, sorry, Shex said to our point that we just talking about now in terms of pay cuts and he just said, uh, we can do the same job, yes, but if my qualifications and experience speak more than yours, then I won't take it. I would expect the same if she was on the other foot. Mm-hmm. True. True, that comes into question as well, you know, like, if people have been putting in the work for time, sometimes that, that pay can be justified. But if we're both on level playing fields and we've gone through exactly the same thing, I'm just going to make sure I fight, I'm going to fight for your corner, innit? I'm not necessarily going to take a pay cut, but I'll be like, no, we have to be on, it, on an even kill, you know what I mean? And show... Um, solidarity together you know what i mean not in being disarray where i'm holding the person's holding resentment against me because she sees what i'm getting paid like she just has to be like cool I, that's what you're getting paid i need to get paid that and you need to support me in my in my fight for that you know what i'm saying so yeah for sure um, and then jennifer jennifer said <clears throat> i would say that i would say that's the employee's responsibility and also takes a certain level in a career for that kind of movement true that's facts and then deji wrote I think a lot of the disparity is because of the way the work environment is structured. Think about pay rises. Men are more likely to ask for pay rises than women. Ooh, I don't know if they're more likely to, but I think there was a no, book I or a study on that. I don't know if that's 100% the truth, though, but... I've heard that two times that that Yeah? I've heard, like... But I think... Yeah, it's there's so many different ways to approach this one because there's also, like, because of the way the system is set out a lot of women sometimes don't feel comfortable to go and approach whereas men in general are you know they're a lot more confrontational okay. um obviously it depends on personalities isn't it but yeah sometimes the way the work environment is set up i think i think there is some validity to what did you said yeah but i don't think it's, so, it's exclusively that yeah, so to carry on Deji's point, he wrote, so we might have started on the same salary, but in the space of a year, I might have asked for a pay rise twice and the woman wouldn't have. And then Jennifer wrote, you're right. Also, women tend to be overqualified for most roles. They only apply for roles. They are 80, they are 80 to 100% ticking all boxes. Men will do it at 50%. That's facts, man. 
And there's plenty of jobs mm. that I've applied to. I don't have most of the skills that they're asking for, but I guess the kind of confidence and belief that I have that yeah. I might particularly, particularly get the role that I'm applying for can kind of carry me over the finish line, which is true. You know what I mean? Which is true. But you think that's down to like men and women's like general nature? Like men are usually, you know, like the hunters, you know. I the, think, no, I, well, yeah. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound too patriarchal. Though. I feel like going mm. back to your point. I think women—they've uh, been knocked back so many times with the way the system is set up. They're not going to feel like they can just do that. You get what I'm saying? It'd be yeah. like a waste of my time. Whereas me, I might see it as a waste of time, but I know in the back of my mind, it's like someone might just like the look of my CV, and they, they might be willing to give me this 50k for the the stuff that I'm not really qualified to do anyway. But they just want to see a fresh face in the office. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 yeah. man. But yeah. So what other points do we have on that? Was that it? Um, okay, what was the next point that we're going on to? Uh, Toxic relationships and friendships? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Damn, man. Shout out everyone that's still locking in with us as well, man. This is dope, bruv. Uh, toxic... <laughs> I know, man. Toxic relationships and friendships. Okay. Cool. Pin that oh sorry, my bad, that's my that's my living room. It's a mess. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Pin that yo. So okay. yes. the comment, yeah? Yeah. People being in your life is a privilege, not a right. And privilege is something you offer to people. What's your I, thoughts? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that, man. Can you elaborate on that? Like, so people being in your life is a privilege. I do agree with that, yes. Not all right. Okay, yeah, true. Uh, and privilege is something you offer to people. Yeah, true. That's true. Okay, so I don't know how to feel about that, innit? Because I feel like, <laughs> regardless of if it's a privilege, privilege or not, yeah, I feel like sometimes friendships can just come down to someone just generally being down for you, man. And it's not even, I don't even see you as my friend anymore. It's like, it's family. Do you get what I'm saying? I know, like, family, like, there's nothing you can do. You're, you either live with them or you don't. You can't, you can, I can, what's, what's the saying, like, can't live with them, can't live without them. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of family, yeah. it's family. Regardless, like, I didn't pick you, but we just so happen to be brothers. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I feel like sometimes yeah. with friendships, it's the same. So even if you're not, um, <laughs> sitting it slowly. So what was the, what was the thing I said? So can't live. Can't live with them, can't live without them. That's the saying that I was going on. So I feel like with friendships, yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes with friendships, yeah, you don't even necessarily, I think people do, yeah, but you, not always. Like sometimes you don't even necessarily pick your friends. Like we were discussing this as well. Friendships can just be yeah, mad yeah, organic. Yeah. Like you guys just met and you clicked. And ever since then, it's like two, two or three peas in a pod. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what happens, you guys might fight, you guys might bicker, but when push comes to shove, you've always got each other each other's backs in it. I think the sense of privilege comes in when you are friends and you guys are, are quite tight, but it's not on that level. It's more of um, we're friends, but oh, you know. Quote. Oh, so the quote, like, oh, yeah. even but to finish my point, before you read that quote, I think that with quote. that, I was going to say is um, the whole privilege thing is, I think sometimes you have those friendships where it's like maybe one person's putting more effort into the friendship than others. And then you start to notice it more. Do you get what I'm saying? But sometimes I feel like if it's more organic, I don't think you necessarily harbour any of those feelings. You kind of just understand the person for who or what they are. You, you get what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's a difficult one to put out there. But go on, read that quote again. 
Yeah, so the quote is, people being in your life is a privilege, not a right, and privilege is something you offer to people. Was that good, guys? Yeah, you guys got that? Yeah, so to me, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a kind of a uh, prayer because that's bondage. It's mad. Yeah, I think that's kind of narcissistic, the way it's written. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for like, real. Obviously, you know, you must believe your presence is a gift to people, innit? but I feel... I feel like the same way you have value in someone's life, someone else has value in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think it's kind of a it's kind of a weighted, a weighted statement, and I'm not sure in the right <laughs> direction. You know what I mean? What do you but guys think? What, not to cut you off two times, yeah? yeah. What do you guys define as toxic? By the way, relationships or friendships? What do you guys define as toxic? Toxic, <laughs> toxic in these relationships or friendships? Um, but go on, two times, say your point. What did you say? I didn't even know that. What, what do, like, everyone that's locked in now, what do they define, or what are the qualities or things that they define as toxic in a relationship, whether that's a friendship or actual, you know, man and woman, or whatever, relationship, do you get what I'm saying? Okay. See, that's, that's what I thought when I read that as well, see, Yolanda, yeah. I think the privilege yeah. thing sounds like some super, superiority complex, I was struggling to say that word, right? superiority complex, that's facts, like, that's what I said, like, most of my friends, yeah, I feel like it's from a genuine place. They're not doing it because it's a privilege for me to be friends with them. Like, if anyone ever said to me, oh, you should feel privileged that I'm your friend, I'd probably say, all right, cool, we ain't got to be friends then. You get what I'm saying? Like, not even to be on smoke, but it shouldn't be like that. It should be like we're both on a level thing. Like, we get each other and I'm your friend because of the genu genuity that we share together as people. Do you get what I'm saying? Not because I'm doing you a service by being your friend. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think the moment says someone says that to you, it's a bit of a, you're doing the most. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, for sure, for sure. So what someone said, so when someone thinks they are superior to you, yeah, for oh, sure. With that, with that particular um, book, yeah. No, I, I think you mentioned toxic traits, innit? So, yeah. Oh, okay, toxic traits. Okay, so when, when the other yeah. person believes they're superior to you and then T wrote, toxic relationships is someone you can't let go of despite all the negative things you've been through. Ooh, that's, that's deep. That's true, you know. Yolanda wrote, emotionally, mentally, and physically damaging or unsafe. Yeah, that's facts. That's how I see toxic. And then Jennifer wrote, the other person is not adding value, but rather constantly draining you, draining value. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think for me, the one that I would say definitely the two points for me, yeah, not that anyone is wrong, by the way. I think T's point is, is, is facts. Like, toxic relationships is someone you can't let go of despite all the negatives that you've been through. Could you say that's toxic, though? If that's nah, true, if someone keeps doing negative and they're not changing, or both of you are still doing negative stuff together, then yeah, I would say that's toxic. And then obviously, Yolan's point was emotionally, mentally, physically damaging or unsafe. I think that's very toxic. Very toxic. The real question is, yeah, why do toxic relationships seem to thrive as well? Like, where it just goes on for ages? Because that's, we, that's, we, that's we, we crave them. Huh? It's something psychological in the brain, man. We crave you them, bro. <laughs> you think? I think so, man. I think a lot of people are, they're linked to the trauma. They they feel they can solve it, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's that, that can become addictive unless yeah. you're willing to... You know, break Just, free from that. So, do you think? Do you feel like you have to cut that person off as well to end that that sense of toxicness in the relationship? Just stop talking to them. Stop, stop being around them. 
Some of yeah. her, oh, Jennifer wrote, it's that deep, yeah? She said, when you have to delete conversations, mad. That's mad. Um, obviously, shout out Lipsy wrote, when you have to make excuses for them. I agree, that's facts. Demi Silver wrote, toxic is an unwillingness to compromise, uh, listen to correct bad, hurtful behaviour. That's a good point. Toads wrote, it's the comfort mm -hmm. zone. I never thought of it like that, you know, the comfort zone. Uh, written by T wrote, soul ties. That's mad. But now nah, Jennifer's one got me though. She's like, when you have to delete conversations, that's fun. Nah, nah, that one's fire, bro. That's that's ether. Um And then Yolanda wrote, because, because they slap. <laughs> and then Toes wrote, <laughs> Toes wrote, <laughs> Toes wrote, the devil you know be the devil you don't, the unknown. And then Hanjan wrote, when they constantly turn things back onto you, emotional blackmail, that's true. That's a big thing. I think yeah. a lot of people are facing toxic relationships. And then Yolanda wrote, it's codependency and attachment why they are so hard to let go of. That's facts. You guys are dropping gems tonight, man. That's all facts. Like, all the points that you've got made, they're all the way 100, innit? It's, it's, it's crazy, though, because people are going through stuff like this on a daily, man. And I feel like um, toxic, toxicity, is that a word? Toxicity? I can't even say it like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say, like, I think that can last. Um, going back to Toby's point, Sometimes it's better, people use that, this saying, like, it's better the devil, you know, like, people get into the comfort zone of just being around that person, like, not wanting to kind of, yeah. you know, like, it's like going into a new place of work, like, you have to put yourself out there to kind of, not mingle, but get to know your colleagues, do you get what I'm saying? But some mm -hmm. people don't even want to do that, they'd rather stay in the same job and just be in their comfort zone rather than taking the risks of potentially bettering themselves, and that transfers into stuff like relationships, you know what I mean? You being with that one toxic person or whatever, yeah, that, that one toxic personal in that one toxic situation you feel might be the safer option rather than putting yourself out there to experience something new and different we could, which could potentially be much better do you get what i'm saying so even also, friendship I think there's a, yeah i think there's a yeah, fatigue element to it i think there's a fatigue element to it because let's say you've i don't know maybe you've gone let's go back to relationships let's say you've gone through like you know countless talking stages now you finally yeah. found someone and you know, it might be toxic, but you remember what it was like when you had to go through, like, you know, the numerous talking stages, yada, yada, yada. A lot of people, you know, they're tired of that. They might just, they might just, you know, <laughs> not want to do that anymore. And yeah. the same thing with friendship, yeah. As we age, it gets kind of harder to socialise. Like, it's not it's like true. uni days when everyone yeah. is kind of forced to meet. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, that's a very good you point. Can't just, it's a lot harder to get, like, genuine friendships. Real talk, um, real talk. And I so, think... That's a good point. You made a, that's a that's a solid point, man. I feel like the older you get as well, the more preconceptions you have of people because of past experiences. Oh, you get what no. I mean? Like you don't intentionally do it, but because it's in your subconscious, like, I've gone through so much stuff with different people in terms of it doesn't even have to be just relationships, in terms of friendships, like people could have just let you down or you might have felt like people state you. The older you get, the more closed you come to what you become towards people, which is mad, you know what I mean? That's a big thing in itself, man. So yeah, that toxicness can really carry on for a long time. And I don't even know how you'd actually potentially fix that in, in general, but I want to read everyone's comments in it before we have to go, because I like what the input people are having on, on this particular topic. And then Hanjan wrote, but I'm talking that emotional blackmail that's hidden within lovely lies. You don't know it's blackmail all at the time, and you believe the lovely lies that you're, you're the bad one. That's true. That's, that's just blackmail, bro. That's, you know what I mean? It's emotional blackmail. That's crazy. And then Yolanda wrote, to our point, the unknown is scary, which is true, man. And then, um, 
<laughs> uh, Hanjam, we're going in deep tonight. We have gone to end with a sigh of relief, pat on the back in the prayer. Facts, though. And then Toes wrote, um, changing life is constant. That's that's one thing we have to accept, man. Changing changing yeah, life is, very, is, is constant, man. And I think we always have to... It's difficult to say... It's easy for me to say this, should I say, but it's the reality that we need to accept. Like, sometimes you need to face the unknown to better yourself. You know what I mean? You can't... It's not every day just throw yourself into a random position where you're not necessarily going to gonna survive mm. or, or do well in but I think every now and then you have to come out of your comfort zone in it because being in that comfort zone with people with friendships that are toxic not not the good ones but with all these situations that are toxic can can really lead to that thing carrying on and becoming ingrained in you going forward you get what I mean so even once you cut it off new experiencing a new friendship or a new relationship you can carry those things that you're taking from the past one into the new one do you get what I'm saying so, uh, so and then, then even in the, you know, in the agree disagree thing, I threw up. I threw up one of the posts that was like um, growth or like yeah. growth and basically. And people seem to agree that you know to grow, you kind of need to leave your comfort zone. But yeah, the actual act of doing it is so much harder. It's the difficult thing, so, yeah, because no, no one really wants really to come really out of their comfort zone. Even say people know what to do. Do you know what I mean in terms of coming out of it? But it's actually yeah. going to do it is the difficult thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Actually, yeah, so Demi Silver, uh, to come out of it, you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's fact. I swear that's an Usher song or something, but yeah, that's facts. Elandra um, <laughs> McLeod wrote, we also have to look at ourselves when we can't let go of relationships because in some ways we are enabling them. That's that's 100%. It's true, man. On both sides. Yeah. But that's true, yeah. Um, you think it's because... Um, to Elandra's point, do you think it's because you're wishing for that person to feel something that maybe yeah. is missing yeah and you can't always rely on someone necessarily changing for the better do you get what i'm saying i feel like yeah. you have to be the point of change or the point of um i don't i don't want to say no return but yeah just, just the point of change let's just stick with that to be like cool this is not working man like as much as much love as you have for the person in terms of a friendship or a relationship situation like, i just got i got a distance you you know what i mean and even if it's, it's very it's something very difficult to do at the time I think that's the only way you can overcome having those situations. And obviously, spiritual-wise, like praying over it and stuff like that, for sure, you know, and seeking guidance. But the physicality of it is definitely just to cut that thing off, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And Tiro, it's what your brain is conditioned to unintention, unintentionally you succumb to that behaviour because you've been in the situation for a long time and it's hard to break the cycle and it takes more more than that. That's true. That's true. Um and then Yolandro, what is she write? Um, oh, I think I read, I read that comment already. And then Hanjan wrote, honestly, it's too, it's too important to work on ourselves and our past hurt before entering anything new. Setting yourself up for a loss if you're still carrying the past nonsense. That's facts. Um, and it's, it's, it's not even a quick fix. Yeah, man, it's, it's never a quick fix. I don't think it is, you know what I mean? I think you'd be lying to yourself. I think if you do, if you believe it is, you're potentially just cutting shortcuts to where that thing can quickly re-emerge or you can carry those traits that you don't want into your new relationships going forward. You get what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. Bro, it's mad. It's mad. But, yeah. No. I think we're going to have to wrap up still. I'm about yeah. to cut off still. Okay, cool. We haven't done this is there, is anything that you want to... Yeah. I was going to say, obviously, big up to everyone showing love, contributing and all that. Make sure you lot are subscribed to the YouTube, yeah? Yeah, um, please, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, man. We need, like, 100 people. So if you like this, yeah, tell your friends to watch us. Tell them to subscribe to the YouTube as well. Um, Demi Silva, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out your comment before we have to cut as well. When someone shows you 
who they are, believe them, especially when it's constants. Facts. Oh, facts. That's facts. facts. That's facts. But um, you look probably the gems tonight, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you. I appreciate like any kind of interaction that we have with you, lot. Yeah, and it means a lot. No, all of them, man. I think people people underrate it, but it's dope that we can we can mm, have conversations and debates with people that I wouldn't necessarily speak to on a day to day basis. Because what's what's the word? I'm I'm uh I'm there's I think it's a, I'm an antisocial socialite. I don't know if that's actually a thing. I think it's a thing. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't really open up to people like that, but I think this is a dope way that we can interact with people, new people, that I might not necessarily get a chance to in real life as well. So eventually, when we do have our live show and stuff, yeah, I expect to see all the faces that are in the chats yeah. there too, you feel me? So keep supporting hey, us, subscribe. Like, yeah, for <laughs> real, man, for real. So keep supporting us, subscribe, like, uh, retweet, repost, reshare, tell your friends about us. Obviously, the more the merrier that we have in the chat and... Yeah, thank you, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for, for locking hey, in. Hey, we man. Uh, so, yeah. Have you got a nugget of the day or anything? Outro music, so... Don't get this, don't get this thing up, bro. Whenever you play music, yeah, they take it down, bro. Don't play it for more than 10 oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, please, please. We don't want that. We don't want that. My gem, yeah, for this yeah, week man. before I cut, yeah, my gem is always pursue what makes you happy, innit? Because I'm in this situation now, yeah, I got a job and I was doing it the other day and I was, just, I was thinking, I just, I don't even want to be here. Do you get what I'm saying? And I kind of had a bit, mm. a bit of a downers, do you know what I mean, for about two days. And sometimes it's like you don't really have anyone to speak to. Like, even though you've got family, you've got your parents, you've got friends, you, you know, sometimes you feel like you might have issues where no one can really solve or fix anything that you're going through. But, you know, sometimes talking, like, so I spoke to one or two people about it and they really helped me through. So talking and knowing that you can always change your situation in it. So I signed up to loads of different stuff where I'm trying to basically transition into something that I actually have a passion for, which is stuff like this and media. You know, so I might be on a radio show or something soon, man, definitely. And you're never too old because I start to think, oh, I'm getting old, man. They're not going to take me on, you know what I mean? But it's, it's never too late to really change and pursue your passion, man, because I feel like we, we're placed with these stigmas of you have to have a job, you have to be doing this, you have to you have to do this. But I think the most important thing is seeking what makes you happy. And obviously, when, it become, when it's a passion that becomes a job, it's never going to be draining. Do you get what I'm saying? So definitely pursue what you want, pursue your loves. It's never too late to change. And... Sometimes you even have to take a pay cut to really pursue what you want to do and then build your way from there, you know what I'm saying? So do what you love and do what makes you happy. Keep supporting each other and keep encouraging each other, you feel me? So thank you very much, man. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, you came with a fire today, man. I didn't even no, know I had to, that one. I had to. I had to. Um, I'm just going to link on to your point, like, so people just stop. It's very difficult, but just stop, you know, putting so much value on what other people think of what you're doing or you know, or you in general, just as yeah. I'm saying, just do what you want to do. And it's your life at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And um, people are always going to judge whether, whether you abide by what they wanted you to do or whether you go your own route. So you might as well just do whatever you've been put on this earth to do. And yeah, be a blessing. So thank you guys. Thank see you, you again next week. Much, yeah. Thursday, nine o'clock. Cool. Make sure you come back. We want to see more people here, but thank you so much, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.